Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 335. So I think COVID finally got me. Still testing negative, but I expect that to change any moment now. I've already started antivirals. And the proximate cause was RSA. And pretty much everyone I know who went now has it. And we're all risk professionals. That's the crazy part. And it tells you basically how much we need to see our fellow humans. And a bit more on that later. But anyway, I hope you have a solid week. And it'll likely be much better than mine. Security news. The Folina Windows vulnerability is now being used to deliver many different types of malware. The flaw remains without an official patch and has been known for multiple years, but it recently became well-known and widely exploited. NSA has co-authored an advisory around the ways China has compromised U.S. telecom networks and providers in an attempt to gain access to communications. China is offering up to $15,000 in cash or a spiritual reward for people who submit national security tips. The goal is to get a population to tell on itself for things related to foreign espionage and quote-unquote hostile forces. Definitely some strong Stalin vibes there. Panther, developing security products that can scale. What does it take to shape an early-stage security product into a product that solves real problems? Understanding your customers is a key first step, and it's essential to know the personas that can use your product and the leverage they can get out of it. But there's much more that goes into making a security product that people actually want to use. Here's a great conversation with Joran McReynolds, who is VP of Engineering, IT, and Security at Panther Labs. He shares the experiences and lessons over the course of his journey at Facebook, Airbnb, and how they shaped his knowledge of what it takes to build a great security product. And you can listen to that podcast by following the link in the newsletter. A number of U.S. Navy documents have been released on the drone swarms that have been observed near naval vessels in the recent past. The documents were obtained via FOIA requests and include a significant number of images and a decent amount of analysis. There are multiple mentions of a quadrocopter design. But for the incidents in the middle of international waters, it makes you wonder how they were able to get the quadrocopter all the way over there. My personal bet on all of this, as a non-expert, is that it's mostly China being brazen. I don't know of too many other entities with the tech, the time, and the brazenness to do this type of work. An Austrian security researcher named Martin Herfurt found a way to exploit a 132nd window of time after a Tesla's unlocked via NFT key to add their own key via Bluetooth. China is one of the first nation states to exploit the Confluence server vulnerability, but it's now being used by multiple state-sponsored attacker groups. And you got a link here to Security Week Cybersecurity M&A Roundup. Technology news. Crypto continues to crash along with the rest of the stock market. 
Wish I had some better analysis here, but nobody has any idea what's about to happen, and you should be cautious of anyone who claims to have that knowledge. I think the only thing I can say for sure here is to get yourself into resilience mode. Not like bunker style, but like potential or months of uncertainty style. As far as like specific investments, I'm mostly in Ethereum as far as crypto goes, and I'm staying in it because I think it'll survive long term. But I have no earthly idea if it rebounds in like weeks, months, or years, if at all. And meanwhile, a major crypto lender has frozen withdrawals, which is probably just making the situation worse. A Google engineer named Blake Lemoyne, who works for its responsible AI group, has come out publicly saying that the AI he was testing is sentient came to this conclusion through conversations with the AI, in which the AI talked about its own point of view on the rights and ethics of robotics. Google has placed him on leave for violating his confidentiality agreement, which, that seems legitimate. I mean, I'm sure he did. Seems obvious that he did. But it's an interesting case, because it's not super surprising to have someone who's paid to be a watchdog for AI responsibility to take things into their own hands if they see something related to AI responsibility. In this case, protecting what this person believes to be a sentient being. I'm running the iOS 16 beta. There's some really cool improvements. First, you can now edit and recall text within a certain window of time if you said the wrong thing or sent something to the wrong person. They also massively updated the lock screen, which allows you to put widgets on the screen and have different lock screens for different focus modes. There's also a new feature around automatic updates, which are quick updates that install automatically and don't require a reboot. And my favorite so far is actually haptics for the keyboard. So even if you have sound off, which I always do, you still get feedback when you type, making it feel a lot more like a hardware physical keyboard. Microsoft is winding down in Russia, laying off over 400 people. Meta is looking at Sheryl Sandberg's use of Facebook resources over several years. And Salesforce is getting into the NFT space with its new NFT cloud. It's basically a platform that makes it easier to get into the space by helping customers mint and sell their own NFT offerings. Human News. Britain is doing an experiment with a four-day work week with thousands of workers participating in different industries. Microsoft is going to start including pay ranges in all of its job hostings. U.S. inflation hit 8.6 in May, which is the highest it's ever been since 1981. And K-12 through workers in the U.S. have the highest burnout rate. Definitely feel for them. Content ideas and analysis. Wrote a bunch of essays in the last week and a half, it looks like. Um, first one here, how good is Dolly at creating NFT artwork? So I used OpenAI's AI-powered image generation beta to create some NFT artwork. And it's actually scary good. You should check this one out. Why Everyone Needs a Blog, my latest post explains why you should be blogging. And I've done a lot of posts along these lines. This one is shorter and more to the point. Just copy what works, a crazy simple idea on how to get the results of someone you look up to, whether that's in sports or security or technology or whatever it is, or being an author, being a creative, whatever. Just copy what works. And the last one here, COVID risk management. So, yeah, 
I'm amazed at what just happened at RSA, which is an annual security conference in San Francisco with regard to COVID. I went, many of my security friends went, and much of the industry went. I'm pretty sure I got COVID from there. Still negative, but I have all the symptoms. I'm very sure I have it. And I was very reluctant to go before I did. I went because I needed to. My friends were going, the industry was going. And after around three years of us all being separated, combined with the existence of vaccines and antivirals, it just felt like the right time to take the risk. But even then, I still didn't go to the show floor or to any of the talks. And I spent the entire week being the only idiot in the room wearing a mask. And I saw very few masks, virtually none inside small spaces. Most people somehow decided that the pandemic was over or that the risk was worth it. Not really sure which, but probably more the latter. And the masks also didn't protect me. So the joke's on me, I guess. Uh, I did make a couple of bad choices in terms of like going into small rooms uh, for too long, that sort of thing, even though I was wearing my mask. So maybe I got less of a viral load because I wore the mask. Who knows? Bottom line is many people who judge risks for a living decided to go maskless inside of small rooms with tens, dozens, or hundreds of other people. And pretty much everyone I know who went is now testing positive. What does that say about us? That we're a whole bunch of security people and we just made what appears to me to be, you know, a bad decision. I think the strongest thing it says about us is that we're over it. Not technically, but mentally. That's one possibility. The other is that our livelihood is based on being social, so we have to take that risk. And I get all of that, but I'm still so surprised that so many of us made that choice, including myself. I mean, I was close to calling the thing endemic and just relaxing my protections anyway. I've not really been worried about getting it for weeks now because of the vaccines and because of antivirals and stuff like that. The only thing I'm worried about is long COVID, which is the long-term disabilities related to cognitive ability or blood flow or neurology or whatever. So the plan was to hold out for a few more months while we learn more about that stuff. And uh, yeah, so much for that. We're silly apes, silly social apes. Notes, finally migrated my site's database to Amazon RDS. Took long enough, basically been running a website since 1999. And I was actually redeploying via Terraform Ansible and Amazon Linux 2 was having serious trouble installing MariaDB slash MySQL. That worked with uh, PHP 7.4. I'm amazed this isn't a solved problem. I, I figured that would be the last time I had to mess with my Terraform or Ansible or whatever because the versions would just stay compatible. But anyway, I uploaded my latest backup to RDS and change my host name and WP config and boom, it worked. I actually feel snappier, I think, which is counterintuitive since it's not local. It has to go to another box to pull the database. But it could be because I went with Aurora, which uh, is supposed to be like five times faster than MySQL. And um, it might be so good that it offsets not being local. So anyway, happy to have another part of my stack in a modern state. And it was uh, thinking about moving the rest to Elastic Beanstalk, but I think I like too much having control of the front end, whatever that means in this context. But I think as soon as I can find a more elegant solution, like maybe like Ghost or something, probably going to move out of the old world of managing my own box, at least for this web server box. I'll still have all my other ones. But yeah, let me know if the site seems 
faster or slower or whatever. Discovery, avoiding BAD behavior, the difficult relationships between nihilism, cybersecurity professionals, and being a dick behavior, BAD. Quote, the AI art thing is fake. I'm the guy who has to draw all the requests, like the chess player inside the Mechanical Turk. You're torturing me. I spend every waking hour drawing shit like Joe Biden Asuka wedding and Donkey Kong Nuremberg trials. Please stop. I need to sleep. End quote. You could have a thinking digital twin before the end of the decade. Examples of barbell strategies. You can bypass paywalls by adding 12ft.io slash to the front of any URL, allegedly. The difference between a million and a billion is counterintuitively large. As an example, a million seconds is 12 days, and a billion seconds is 32 years. Had to look that up to confirm it. That's completely insane. A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 32 years. iOS 16 lets you turn on haptics on your iPhone keyboard. Talked about that one before. Attack surface. Purple Leaf S3 bucket scanner. Check bucket level permissions to identify data exposure. And the recommendation for the week. Consider keeping some Paxlovid on hand for yourself and family. This is the antiviral that I'm currently on, by the way. Which is why I don't feel like death and actually mustered the energy to try to record this thing. Couldn't go two weeks in a row without a podcast for you guys. So, hope it's worth it. But yeah, consider getting some of this Paxlovid uh, for you and your family. The science is early, but it appears the primary factor for getting long COVID is how bad you get COVID. So, having antivirals around to reduce impact is potentially a good protection. Again, nobody knows this for sure. The science is very early. But that's my take. You can get Paxlovid by talking to a doctor remotely and having them send a prescription to your local pharmacy. This, by the way, is the best thing that's happened as a result of the internet. Remote doctor visits are just the best. Took me like 90 minutes total to have Paxlovid in hand using uh, one of these remote doctor services. And the aphorism for the week. Really love this one. If you're thinking without writing, you only think you're thinking. If you are thinking without writing, you only think that you're thinking. Leslie Lamport. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.